Live. I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. That's right. I'm feeling good this morning, y'all. I'm fired up. I appreciate you, however you're listening to me in the car, at home, in your truck, driving around with your kids, taking them to school. I appreciate this. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live, streaming live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, wherever. On this feel good friday let's start this feel good friday out right make sure y'all share this thing because we want to get as many people as we can up in here so we can have some fun today it's gonna be a good show it's gonna be a good show we're going to hit the mailbag later because it's feel good fan friday and i got a special treat for you guys Barry church i talked to b yesterday and we sat down had a good conversation Always good. So I'm going to play that for you guys later on. And then, obviously, we'll open the phone lines as we have the mailbag segment open. So make sure you guys stick around for today's jam-packed show. I promise you, you will not want to miss it. You will not, man. I love talking to Barry. Good dude. Uh, What's up, Felipe, all the way from front? I do got to ask you something, Felipe. Do you call into the the dot-com shows? Because they always shout you out over there. They do. Good morning, Ricky, over on Facebook. Christopher, AJ, YouTube in the building. James, Trey Manning, always first in the building. Rudy, River Fire Ministries. Steve, Val, Valentine, James. Two James, Runnels, and Simmons. A. Lou, Aaron Lewis, Mike Harris, CJ, Oscar, Manny, Kobe. C. Burleson, always up in here. TC915, I see you. Fresh Fade, my guy, Mike Harris. Who else is here? Prime, Time, Phil, uh, Manny Ramos, Alex, and the many, many more that will be rolling through up in here. Hey, and let me tell you, because we already got some people jumping in on on the phone lines. I'll tell you this, guys. For the phone lines, they will be open after the interview. So I'm going to play the interview at the beginning of the show. We'll do our morning roundup how we normally do, get you some news and notes, uh, and then we're going to play the interview. The interview is going to be about 20 minutes, so stick around for that. And then after that, we will to open the phone lines for you guys. So what's up, man? How y'all feeling, man? You know, you know, I'm feeling good. You know why I'm feeling good? Even though it's Friday, that's really why I'm feeling good. I mean, it's a Feel Good Friday. At the end of Feel Good Friday, for those that are in the show every day, every week, y'all know we do Feel Good Friday. You let us know what's feeling good in your life heading into the weekend. But I'm feeling good in the morning. Because those Philadelphia Eagles lost. What's up, B-Bird and Cheryl? How you doing? Mark, tool worker. Those Philadelphia Eagles lost. And let me ask y'all something real quick. Just just, just real quick. Did, did y'all see this stuff going around on the Twitter net and the, uh, the inner tweets, the interwebs, the dot-coms, the WWWs? Did y'all see this stuff? They talking about some Cowboy fans should root for the Philadelphia Eagles. Cause seeding in October. What, 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 what? what the hell is even that? Excuse me. See, see, that, that's the wrong thing to say to somebody like me. 
for those that are always in this show that have been sticking around since I first started, or maybe you're new, I'll tell you right now. I loathe. I hate. I don't hate many things. In fact, I hate nothing. I don't hate anything except the Philadelphia Eagles. So as a Cowboy fan, and we talked about this, what, last week, I think, you will never find me rooting for the Philadelphia Eagles unless it's week 16 or 17 or 18 now and you need them to win so you can get into the playoffs or some bull crap like that or seeding or whatever. But in, in October, let me, can I see y'all real quick? Can I, can I bring y'all up here? Did y'all really root for the Eagles? Can someone let me know? Because I didn't know if this was just a media thing. And let me ask y'all this, because no offense to my guys. Jeff Cavanaugh, that's my guy. That's my bro. Um, but if ever, if I ever let the media get to me to that point where I'm like technical, well, technically, in October, I got to root for the Eagles, please, as my guy Law Nation would say, make me lean forward a little bit. Just a little bit. Look at that. No, 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 no. Everybody's saying no. I couldn't do it. It's not normal. It's not normal. And 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 and, and I know a lot of people that are for that, for rooting for them, were saying, well, seeding. It's October, sir. If the Cowboys continue to handle their business, they'll be five and one with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They'll slip up. They're not gonna go 16 and one. They'll slip up. Sorry, man. That got to me a little bit. I, I couldn't believe that. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. I feel like you're, you're, you're more of a Cowboy fan if you don't root for the Eagles in October. Come on, man. But anyway, we're getting some folks up in here. It's Friday. I hope you guys are ready for the weekend. Uh, so for some people, it's, it's a feel-good Friday because they are getting paid. You know, it's, it's, it's the weekend for some. Some, it's not the weekend. A lot of y'all work on the weekends, too. Sorry for you guys. Um, Alexander said, do what I'm late. So here's the thing, Alexander, for those that are jump, jumping in a lot of, a lot of the media on, on the Twitter net and the, uh, inner tweets were saying that cowboy fans should root for the Buccaneers or root for the Eagles last night. And I was saying not a chance in hell. Will that ever happen for me? Unless I have to, I don't got to right now. Right. I don't got to. So with that said, guys. We're getting uh, folks up in here. Let's uh, get to it. Y'all know what time it is. Y'all know what time it is. Welcome to my Gucci, it's about that time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It is time for. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Indeed, the morning roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness, a solution for your fitness goals, whether it be for weight loss, weight loss, strengthening up, toning up, sports or stress relief. Texas Family Fitness has everything you need from state-of-the-art equipment, group classes, and experienced professional certified trainers for an affordable price, right? That's the main thing, for an affordable price. So if you're looking to begin your fitness journey, do me a favor and head on over to Texas Family Fitness at any of the nine locations in the DFW area or visit texasfamilyfitness.com. So real quick before we jump into the roundup, we already got a super chat from our OG B-Bird. Super chat. Thank you for the donation. He says, I'd rather have a big lead in the East and are able to get some rest 
to rest some players. Health is more important than seeding. Yeah, and I feel like all that stuff can get settled later on in the season. It's week six. It's October for the Eagles. So, yesterday, a lot of news, and, and we'll get to the main one at the end of this one here. Mostly the roundup's going to be about some injury news because it's some important guys that, are, that were uh, listed yesterday. So, Trayvon Diggs is back-to-back DNPs. If you don't know what DNP means, it means did not practice. But according to Mike McCarthy, he isn't worried about Diggs. I'm not. If he says he's not worried, I'm not worried either, y'all. But it's never good to see your your star defensive player on the DMP back to back. But he needs that rest. He, I think he's starting to get that veteran treatment, anyhow. <laughs> he's, he's starting to get that veteran treatment, huh? Hey, Diggs, so a little bit. Let me have a seat. Have a seat. There was times in that game, and I was talking to Jesse about. It. I'm like, man, is Diggs limping? Is he is he is he moping around? Not moping, but you know. And then next thing you know, he's getting a pass breakup or he's breaking on the ball. And Derek Eagleton kind of likened it to, for the old school fans in here, uh, James Brown, famous running back. And he used to get hit and get up slow and, and walk back to the huddle. And the next thing you know, he's busting off a long run. Trevon Diggs kind of looked like that on Sunday last week. And I was getting worried, but apparently there's nothing to worry about per coach Mike McCarthy. Another guy Mike McCarthy talked about, DeMonte KZ left practice the other day and I believe yesterday had some rest as well, but he's expected to play also. B. Bird talked about, you know, health and everything like that. These are the things, you, you know, we're getting to that middle part of the season and now my eyes are really looking at this health stuff because we already got a bunch of players out and uh, we're getting some back. Again, today's Friday, so I'm really going to be interested to see what Donovan Wilson does today uh, in case KZ can't finish the game, but he is expected to play versus the Pats. This is what DeMonte KZ had to say. It felt a little weird, but I'm good now. I've just got to take it one day at a time, end quote. Quote, it felt a little weird, but I'm good now. I've just got to take it one day at a time, end quote. So that's good to hear because I like DeMonte KZ on that roof, man. He's He's played that position very, very well. It's allowed Malik Coker to play around the line of scrimmage, and he's he's done well around the line of scrimmage. But the one we're all, I don't give a damn what coach says. I don't care what the reports come out. I'm pretty sure everyone, I, I, hey, hey, Tavis, I know, I know, but I'm pretty sure when you see Tyron Smith, exits practice earlier as he has a limited practice to get an MR, MRI on his neck everybody's in fact in fact drop your emoji when you first heard Tyron Smith MRI neck what was the emoji of your expression or, or your how did you feel drop an emoji in the chat for me if you can if you you know some 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 old heads you know they don't know what emojis are they can't really fool emojis it's okay just let me know how you how you felt then. Just let me know how you felt. But when when Tyron Smith, I saw him, I was like, what? What is this nonsense? What's happening? A lot of sad emojis. Trey was like, ah, I mean, we saw it coming at some point, right? Jeff said, I'm worried. AJ was dead. 
Jazzy was like, wow. You was fake crying, Montana? Yeah, I didn't much like to, I didn't much like to see that at all. Mark said I covered my ears up. Brando says Tyron will be all right. I I would like to believe that too, and I have faith. He's been good this year. His health has been great. This is the best he's felt, and all that good stuff, right, guys? But neck, back, my neck and my back. That 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 worries me a little bit, man. So I'm going to take this news, store it, and, and keep it there. Like, okay, maybe everything is not everything. Like I thought. I thought Tyron was, you know, this was going to be no problems moving forward. He's good to go. But that was probably the optimistic side of me. The other side of me, the realist side of me, was like, it's still Tyron Smith, right? Like he's he's good for at least two to three games to miss every year. I was hoping it wouldn't be the case. So, in one of the mailbag questions, which we'll get to later, we're about to segue into the Barry Church interview. The mailbag question, someone asked, I'm going to get it out now because I don't want to repeat myself. What do you do if Tyron Smith is out? How do you handle the situation? And I'm paraphrasing a little bit. Well, if it's after the bye, I imagine he's going to play this week. By the way, the reports came out he is expected to play on Sunday. So, that's a little bit of... It's a little bit of good news. It's a little bit of good news. It's a standing ovation good news, right? <laughs> but no, he's expected to play on Sunday. But if he's out moving forward, especially after the bye, because Lyle Collins comes back, here's what I would like to do, and then I'll tell you what Dallas will probably do. I would like to move Collins over to left tackle especially if he can't play right after the bye, because then you can get two weeks in or a weekend of Collins working at left tackle and keep still at right. There's something about still being at right tackle next to uh, Zach Martin that I just love. I love that because Martin is what he is, right? He's an all pro. He's an all hall of famer and, and fresh to the same thing. And I don't know if I want still playing next to Connor Williams. I just don't know if Connor Williams, and I don't, I know, I, I know, I know. Connor Williams doesn't have that same prestige as uh, Zach Martin. And I saw him struggle a little bit more on the left side in preseason. So that's what I would do. What the Cowboys are probably going to do is swing tackle, steal to left, and put Collins at right. So how do y'all feel about that? I see some people saying, keep still at right, put LC at the left. Yeah, that's how I feel too, guys. Um, should we just sit him and give him two weeks to recover, ask Rodney. That mean, honestly, fam, that's not a bad idea. I feel like the Cowboys can beat the Patriots without Tyron Smith. I, I do. I do. But but that's maybe, you know, he's going to play. He's expected to play. My concern is what if he, get, if he gets pulled out of that game because of the neck now, I'm worried long term. I'm worried long term. Jamal says LC's left-handed. Yep. Uh, Tyron out will hurt Connor. You know, it's funny. Me and, me, and, me and Stevie Mack have this conversation. We always think, does Ty, does Connor being in kind of hurt Tyron sometimes? Remember a, couple, remember a couple years ago, there was times where Tyron Smith had to help out Connor Williams far too often, and it was just was terrible communication over there. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, Montana says he's cool with still at left. I got to see it, Montana. Right? Like, I got to see it. 
But here's the thing. Steel has given me a tremendous amount of confidence. Yes. Yes, ML, bro. My cousin has given me a tremendous amount of confidence. Oh, and remind me before at the end of the, of, at the, end of the show, if I forget, we're going to do our cookout candidates. Our cookout candidates. We'll get into that. Yeah, man. So before we get into and transition into this Barry Church interview, first of all, folks are still rolling through here. If you are rolling through, make sure you hit that like button. Make sure you sub up. Make sure you rock out and share and share, share, share. That's the best thing you can do to support the channel is share A to Z Sports Dallas and become a part of this community. And let me tell you one thing about this community that I think is pretty cool. Or one thing about what A to Z Sports Dallas is doing, and that's the game day live events. It's Friday, which means we're only two days away from the game day live events. And I get excited for those things, man, because they're fun. They're absolutely fun. I get a chance to be around Cowboys fans, get a chance to talk to you guys in the pre-post-game show. Um, and I get a chance to be with my guy, Jesse Hiley. I'm learning a lot from him. He's becoming a good friend of mine and colleague. And um, hopefully there's some cool things with me and him involved later on in life in regards to some work and stuff. So we'll see about that. But check out the new Game Day Live promo. Hopefully it will get you guys pumped up for Game Day Lives. Where else you want to go? Don't nobody do it like us, bro. Oh my goodness. We beat the brakes off y'all. Whoop that trip. Man, that ooh, that, that, man, that gets me pumped, man. That gets me pumped. I hope you guys enjoy that too. And um, I'll be dropping that like I said, throughout the weeks to kind of remind you about game day lives over at Texas Live Revolver Brewhouse, me and Jesse, we're crushing those things, man. We're crushing those things. We're crushing them. Um, real quick, another reminder, the phone lines will be open after the interview with Barry Church. So make sure if you guys want to see the interview as it's going, I'll be in a chat with you guys as well. You uh, stick around. And, I j- and look, we just got a 610. The phone lines, you could get on now if you want. If you want to stick around on the phone lines, you can. But they'll be open after the show. And I look at look at the love, man, from that. Look at the love. Y'all want to see that one more time? Y'all want to see that one more time? What's up, Pops? Y'all want to see that one more time? I'll drop it one more time before the interview to get your juices flowing a little bit here on this feel-good Friday. Let me see here. Let me see here. Holly chirping. Holly gets at him, man. Holly gets at him. That's what I love about it. Like, that's the thing. They think the setup, they see the setup, and they think that, you know, A to Z is sweet or something like that, these opposing fans. They don't They don't know. They don't know. It run, it run deep here. Hashtag running back. I got you. I got you one more time here. Here we go. Where else you want to go? Don't nobody do it like us, bro. Oh, my goodness. We beat the brakes off, y'all. Whoop that trip. (laughs) Let's get it. Let's get it. Hey, as long as the Cowboys defense keeps running, hitting, and talking, you know, we're going to finna whoop that thing, too. Matter of fact. All right, guys, let's get into it. So stick around. This is Barry Church, who is, you know, again, becoming a 
regular on this show, if you've been sticking around for the last year and a half, two years, um, Adam, I sat down with him yesterday. We talked about the upcoming game and how some of these young players are playing, how Dak Prescott's playing, uh, what to watch for and things like that. Barry is always one of my favorite interviews, man. One of the coolest dudes I've, I've had to interview, and I've interviewed some you know, Hall of Fame-type players. Darren Woodson needs to be in the Hall of Fame. But Barry's really cool. Um, I think you'll enjoy it. And uh, like I say, he's one of my favorites. So stick around, and after that, we will get into the mailbag and open up the phone lines. So let's get into it. All right, now I know Sundays are usually reserved for the good word, but today I'm bringing y'all the church to the house, man. That's right, former Dallas Cowboy and current co-host of the Players' Lounge on Dallas, DallasCowboys.com. Barry Church, ladies and gentlemen. What's up, B? What's up, man? What's you. going on, man? Just uh, thanks for that applause over there. Yeah, man. yeah you know. Yeah, hey, no <laughs> doubt, man. Thanks for having me on the show, man. It's always a pleasure. Always Thank you, man. Yeah, Barry's been here a few times. It's to the point now mm-hmm. where you can just go right back to the to the kitchen, go into the refrigerator, get your Kool-Aid. <laughs> you ain't even got to ask. You know? Don't even got to ask. Get some sugar in there, whatever yeah, we need. Good, man. Well, we well, uh, got not too much sugar. It's a lot of Kool-Aid going on right now for the Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah, so we gotta we, we gotta be, you know, gotta be careful. You don't want to get diabetes. <laughs> you know what I'm you saying? You don't want to get how I was last year. I was all in the Kool Aid. We gonna make this all run. the sugar. Well, ah, I mean, man. looking good. It's looking good, B. Yeah, it is looking promising right now. I'll tell I, you that much. It's looking promising. I know. I'm, as a fan, I'm excited. Uh, but this week, I personally think they have a cool test. I call it a cool test because the team's not good, but Bill Belichick is Bill Belichick. You, yes, he you, is. You, you would love to get a win and check check mark, uh, hey, I beat Bill Belichick. <laughs> Without a doubt. Without a doubt, man. <laughs> Something the Cowboys haven't done in, I think, I think ever. I don't think they've ever beat Bill. One, the last time they did, one time, uh, 1996, Barry oh. Switzer. That was his first so, year. With the Browns? Uh, yeah, he was his first year with the Browns when they beat him. But that was it, man. As a New England coach, they never they no. 0-5, 0-6 maybe. It's, it's, it's a bad, it's a reach. I was a part of one of those L's as well. So well, with, with I know Dallas, all too often. Yeah. And oh, yeah. with Jacksonville. And Jacksonville. I was, I'm only one and two versus Bill. That's it. He, he got me twice. I only got him once. And he got me where it mattered most in the AFC Championship. Mm. So it's, ask it's you tough about, going against Bill. Yeah, let me ask you about that. What's it like to prepare for a Bill Belichick-led team? Man, it's, it's tough definitely on the offensive side of the ball because – He's such a mastermind when it comes to that defensive side, man. And what he does is he takes what your team does best and just takes it fully away. So if you got the run game plan, he's going to take that away. If you're a pass-heavy team, he's going to take that away or your number one option away and force you to try to beat him with your number two or try something off the wall to beat him. And that's how he gets you most of the time. And his teams are so disciplined, man, so disciplined. They're, They're rarely flagged out there. And basically what they do is they wait for the other team to make a mistake out there. And uh, when they do, they capitalize on it. I mean, you think about Atlanta Falcons. They had that. They had them dead to right. <laughs> and then, you know, second half making all types of mistakes. That Seattle Super Bowl, they had, you know, the Patriots dead to rights. They decided to make a mistake and throw the ball on the one. So, I mean, he, he's definitely a talented coach, but I mean, he, he just basically waits for other teams to make mistakes out there. And and he doesn't make the mistakes. That's, that seems exactly. like what he's trying to, you know, instill into his team. And this is a well-coached team. Bill Belichick, head coach, offensive coordinator, Josh McDaniel's been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. Now it's different over there, right? No, no Tom Brady. And they have the rookie quarterback, Mac Jones, kind of leading the way. So we know Mac Jones. I'm pretty sure you checked him out. 
He's mm-hmm. not really going to throw the ball a ton downfield. A lot of quick, short things, which basically is the Patriots' offense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so, you know, I want to ask you though, like as a defender, as a defense, when you're going up against a quarterback like that, that you know is not going to take a lot of shots and it's going to be quick throws and and across the middle uh, and safe, conservative play. How do you defend that, or how do you prepare for that? I should say. Well, one, you know he's going to be, like you said, he's going to get the ball out of his hands quick. And so far, he got five touchdowns, five interceptions, so he will throw you the rock. My thing with that guy is you can't get impatient. Like, you can't go out there and be like, man, this, this is boring. I got to put my imprint on the game. Let me go jump something. Because right then and there is when you get hit with that mistake that we talked about earlier. You go to try to jump something, you don't get patient enough, and boom, they hit you with one. So with me, if, you, if your team as a whole, especially defensively, if you guys are disciplined enough to just play your role and let them dink and dunk down there, rally up as a defense, they'll get bored eventually as well, and they'll try to take a shot, and that's where you take advantage of it. Also, this guy's a young quarterback. I mean, yeah. This guy's a young quarterback. He's not Tom Brady, who's been in the league 20-some years, seen every single defense there is to see out there. This guy's still wet behind the ears. So as a defense, I'm sure Dan Quinn is going to get these guys disguising out there, You know, showing a little man but playing zone, showing blitz but playing zone or a different type of man. They're definitely going to try to confuse him out there and try to talk him into throwing them an interception or two. And so far, this defense, they, hey, they've been killing on the takeaway game right now, killing right. on the takeaway game. So I expect Dan Quinn to try to, you know, either get after this kid to make him get the ball out of his hands faster than he wants to or disguise the defense a little bit, try to talk him into throwing him in an interception or two. It's crazy you said you had to be patient because I was going to follow up with, you know, as a safety how it's you're back there he's not really going to throw deep too much can you find yourself kind of getting in the weeds and saying you know what i'm going to sneak up a little bit i know he's going to try to get it to hunter henry and get me a pick and then boom he get you over the top or something like that oh yeah without a doubt man especially at this at the whole safety position when you're deep back there it gets boring when teams aren't just you know stretching the field like that and you, they know your corners are are basically playing pretty well right now in Diggs and anthony brown so all they're going to do is try to work that core they're going to try to work that hunter henry that john new smith maybe lee harris out the backfield and after a while you're sitting back there at 10 and 12 yards like man this is it's pretty boring i haven't made a tackle haven't made a pass breakup man i'm you know i'm just non-existent in this game and that's when a lot of safeties get in trouble especially myself man i used to get nosy back there <laughs> like man i haven't hit anybody in a while i haven't made a big splash play let me go get something and sometimes it works but when it doesn't work i mean you hit over the top so you're the last line of defense so it's definitely a major key at the safety position to be patient out there, especially against a, a coach team like Bill Belichick yeah. that knows eventually they're going to try to open you up one one way or another. Just don't be the guy that make that mistake. You have brought up Trayvon Diggs, man. Uh, the, the, start, <laughs> the start he's having, I got to ask you this because you play with another cornerback basically that did something very similar, not in, in regards to the interception total in first mm-hmm. six weeks, but a second-year defensive back who was in that defensive player of the year kind of realm early on. And I'm talking about Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Can you, can you see some similarities in their game or are these two totally different players, but they're, they're top tier young guys at that same time frame? I think, you know, I think the guys are extremely similar. Um, I feel like Ramsey might've been a little bit more physical, just seeing as though he played that safety position in college and now they got him playing basically that nickel position so he can affect the game more. But I would have said Ramsey was a little bit more physical, but Trayvon Diggs got better ball skills Ooh, than, than Jalen Ramsey has. So um, they got their pros and their cons, but overall, they're both long, lanky guys with a ton of speed. They can run with anybody in the league right now. 
and and they're great in off coverage and they're great in up and close and personal and getting your hands on you so they're very similar in that regards but i gotta get my hands set to digs man the, the the way this guy's able to reach around guys and intercept passes i mean it, it's immaculate right now and yeah. that deep ball that he picked off you know if it was you know a better quarterback he might have got beat a little bit but he was able to go up there high point that ball and get an interception man i haven't seen anything like that in a while so this, this guy's on another level right now kind of up there similar with Jalen ramsey but they're both great corners as a safety when you know you have a guy like that in front of you do you take more risk or do you say hey i know he's got this field covered or this zone covered i can maybe cheat over to the other side or the middle of the field Oh, without that with Ramsey, especially if we're playing man to man, I'm just sitting there. I'm like, all right, I know he got that dude yeah, locked down. So, <laughs> so basically, I'm concerned with these three guys over here, and it, it makes your job a heck of a lot easier because as a whole safety, like I said, you get bored a little bit, and when you know you got a Ramsey or a Diggs backside locked up on somebody, you can go take chances on something else like that dig from Hunter Henry or that over route from somebody else, knowing that those guys or that Ramsey or that Trayvon Diggs behind you is going to cover you up. I mean, it makes your job so much easier. We don't have to scan the entire field. You're just reading that quarterback's eyes and trying to get a good break on them. And, you know, you know those guys don't come around often. You know, the mm -hmm. Diggs, the Ramseys of the world, the Stephon Gilmores, Darrell Revis's, those guys don't come around often. So as a safety, when you get to play with one of those guys, man, you're counting your blessings. Now, there's another guy that doesn't seem to come around often for the Cowboys, rookie Micah Parsons. Um, this yeah. kid, <laughs> this kid's not normal. You know, there's not too many teams that can say, hey, this week you're going to play 60 snaps at linebacker, and then next week you're going to play 40 snaps at defensive end, and he does it at a high level. Now, I know coming into this game, they're likely going to try to attack him. Uh, mm -hmm. if he plays linebacker because he's still working on his coverage skills. But what's your overall thoughts on Micah and then kind of his role in this game? Dude, I, I said it before, but Micah, he reminds me so much of a Des Bryant, man. Mm. Just his his passion, his just his want to, his comp competitiveness on the field, it's unmatched. And you could just feel that juice yes, you you know, on the field, off the field, in the locker room. This guy's a rookie, and he's essentially the leader of this defense. And, you know, until maybe Tank comes back or something like that. Yeah. But the impact that he's able to make. And people forget, man, this dude didn't even play football last year. Like, he he, he was out of there because of the COVID situation. So he took a year off of football, and he's able to make an immediate impact at the linebacker position. I mean, if we looked at that Tampa game, last year we got exposed when running backs came out of the backfield, third and five, and, you know, we're man-to-man -man coverage with one of our linebackers. You know, and we're getting exposed that way. But this year, I mean, you Man. just threw him at linebacker and he's locking cats down. And then we lose Tank. We lose a couple of our pass rushers. All right, Michael, we need you to get to the defensive end. Some, some, a position you haven't played since your sophomore year in college or in high school, maybe. And he went yeah. out there and, and and simply dominated against, a, you know, a heck of a, a tackle out there with the Chargers. And then a heck of a tackle with Lane Johnson with the Philadelphia Eagles. So... I mean, he's making an immediate impact no matter where he is. I'm sure you can line him up at safety, and he would make just as good of an impact out there. I mean, that dude is that dangerous. And, you know, to me personally, I would love to see him more at the linebacker position because I could think he would make a – he'd be an every-down guy. You wouldn't have to rotate him out because with the defensive line, he's battling these tackles. He's wearing out. He's only playing a couple snaps here and there. But a linebacker, you can pretty much play him throughout the game. Um, so to me, I like him at LB, but what Dan Quinn's doing right now is, I mean, when you got to, he's basically a defensive weapon. I mean, he's, he's a, not, you know, he's a, he's a positionless weapon out there. He's the queen, uh, it was the queen chess piece. You can do anything. Yeah. He can literally can put him everywhere. Him. And, and I think Dan Quinn is, is utilizing him very well with his reps at both spots. But you talked mm -hmm. about, 
over the years, we used to get killed with those running backs coming out the backfield and the quarterbacks running. Micah's not having any of it. He, he is cutting <laughs> off corners. Think about it. How many big corner quarterback scrambles have you seen because they outran a defense end or something like that? Micah's there oh, to God. clean it up. We haven't seen the dump off to the running back. Micah's there to clean it up. Now, he does have to get better at the middle of the field, but that comes with experience yeah. and things like that. But Oh, yeah. I'm with you, Barry. I, I would like to see him stay at linebacker because he can be a three-down player as opposed to getting worn down by these tackles where he's going to play 35, 40 snaps as exactly. opposed to 65, 70. So I'd love to see him. Yeah. Uh, I would, too. I'm right there with you. Yeah. On the other side of the ball, Bill Belichick, uh, he does have the defense playing a lot better than the offense, in my opinion. Now, mm-hmm. it's not like he has Daryl Revis over there anymore or Stephon Gilmore or anything like that. <laughs> but this scheme has always been about the X's and O's and not really the Jimmys and Joes. There's some Jimmys mm-hmm. and Joes. But can oh, you yeah, kind of yeah. you know break down a little bit of what he likes to do schematically and then talk about some of those Jimmys and Joes that we should watch for? No doubt about it. So like I said earlier, man, this guy, he, he loves to take away what you do best. And Fortunately for us with the Cowboys, we're such a multiple offense that I think Bill might struggle a little bit with that. Because if you think about it, if you stack the box to try to take Zeke and Pollard away, then Dak Prescott, who's more than capable of dicing up a defense with his arm, you know, just check out that Tampa Bay footage. He's more than capable of dicing you up that way. And if you back off and play coverage and try to get over our weapons, you know, we got two running backs in the backfield who are top 10 in the National Football League in rushing. So it's going to be a tough matchup for Bill. He's gonna. I think he's gonna try to take away our running game and try to make you know Dak beat us with his arm, um, but I think Dak can do that as well. So to me, he loves to take those things away. And and the Jimmys that they got over there, you know, they got two of them that stick out to me. Um, Matt Judon, who's mm. simply a dog. Like this dude, six and a half sacks. He he got five and a half sacks his last three games. The guy is pretty much all over the place when it comes to defensive end, outside linebacker type role. And I'm pretty much assured he's going to try to take advantage of Terrence Steele out there. Now, Steele has been playing a little bit better, you know, as the, as the season has progressed, definitely a lot better than he has last year. And he's went up against the guys like Joey Bosa and the guy from uh, Philadelphia. He's going to gone against those types. So to me, he should be up for the challenge. But Judon is a dog. And then you got J.C. Jackson over there at the other cornerback spot. Now, he's not a Stephon Gilmore. But he's like right below that guy a little bit. I mean, this guy, he was nine interceptions last year, second in the NFL. This year he has two interceptions, and he's always shadowing the best receiver for the other team. So I don't know who he's going to put him on, Lamb or Cooper. But uh, this guy, he's pretty formidable at the cornerback position. So they're going to find a way to try to get those two guys balling out there. And I think they're going to try to take away our run game. But it's going to be sticky. It's going to be sticky because, like I said, both of these guys in the backfield, they're such different guys. You know, Zeke can ground and pound you, and then you got – Tony Pollard, who's hitting the hole like a flash of lightning. So it's they're so different of guys. Our offensive line is playing great so far. So it's going to be a tough one for Bill, but he's a genius. He'll find some way somehow to make things uh, tough for us in this game on Sunday. Well, you mentioned it a little bit in that uh, description there. You talked about how the offense, right, it has multiple. It can do so many things. It can be multiple. Mm-hmm. And it's it's living up to that juggernaut type of a label it got prior to the season. In fact, it might even be better. Me and Jesse got a little thing going on here. I personally think that when the Cowboys come out on the field for, you know, to play offense, they should play this song right here. (laughs) Because how do you want to get beat, B? Hey, they need to. Do that you would want, be so fire if wouldn't it? Right Barry, go, go holler at somebody, please. Tell them that that too. should be their walk-on music because 
It's it's really unique. I I dub the offense the hardest offense to prepare for and beat because they are elite at running the ball and they have an elite passing game with yes an elite quarterback. That is rare. Yes. That is it's rare. Super rare. I, I, it's super rare. And it's I just can't like think of a team. I don't I don't either. I can't think of a team right now that's, that's doing what Dak's doing. I mean, he's just super efficient out yes. there. I mean, it's just. You can just tell it's like nothing phases them anymore. Oh, you want to blitz from that angle? All right, I got something for you with that. Oh, you want to do this? I got something for that. Like he, you can just tell he has such command of this offense, and he's basically like a, an extension of the coaching staff out there. Like him and Kellen Moore are that like same minded to where they're just like out there. Okay, this is like practice. That's what you want to do. I'm, I got to answer. He's always got a counter punch. So hey, this team's gonna be tough. This team's gonna be tough to uh, get out of there so, later on in the season as well as right now. Let me ask you, is there a team that you could think of during your playing days where you might have been like, man, it doesn't matter what we do. We know it's going to be a long day in offense, in offense. You know, <laughs> you know it's going to be a long day. I know coach got us in the film room. We're going to do this. But, boy, look at that offense over there. It's going to be tough today. Man, so my, my my the only time I got to play – KC, you talking about is the offense being like they're gonna be real? Like the offense nice? is just you know going into the game that my goodness, they, they, these boys are just they're just stacked. You know, there's gonna be all day. It's gonna be a game to where me, we're gonna be at it all day. And to me, that was the, the 2018 Kansas City Chiefs. Man, mm-hmm. I went against them uh, my last year in Jacksonville, and and those dudes was just stacked. No matter how you sliced it, like we're, we're Ramsey's taking Hill out. But then you got Kelsey right there. Yep. And then, if you know, Kelsey ain't doing what he's supposed to do. They had Sammy Watkins over here. I mean, they had Darrell uh, Robinson as well. So it was like, man, what do you do? And at that time, they they had Kareem Hunt. Yeah. So it was like, ah, no matter where you <laughs> sliced it, you try to stack things, they're going to go deep on you. You try yep. to play coverage, Kareem Hunt's getting loose. So, I mean, that was a long afternoon. We ended up losing like 31 to 17, but it was just – it, it, we just prayed that we was able to get them in, you know, third and 20 or something like that. Because anything under 20 yards, I mean, it, it might have been a completion. Like, it was like, man, that's – I can imagine, like, that's how the 99 Rams were. And, like, yeah. the, you know, the greatest show on turf. Like, I can imagine defense is just like, man, what are we going to do with this squad? The 90s man? Cowboys so, offenses. 90s Cowboys. It's yeah. like no matter what you did, you could put 12 people in the box. Emmett's still going yeah. 400. Like, it was just – Ooh, those type of teams, man, they frustrate you. As a defender, they frustrate you. I always say, well, this year I've been saying, it's just always, it's a matter of time, it seems like, till the Cowboys offense just knocks you out. You know, yep. it's, it's like that Wilder fight. Yeah, Wilder Fury. Yeah, he came out with some some punch at the beginning, but it, <laughs> once they put, <laughs> once Fury put that 280 on him, it is leaning. It, it, it leans. It's right. over with. They, they, you're right. That's the perfect, I mean, they, they lean on you. And eventually they'll break one, then they'll break another one. Then you look at the score, they up 14. That's what happened in that Panthers game. I was like, all right, the Panthers is playing all right right now. Second half, Cowboys went up, and they ain't looked back ever since. I mean, they just leaned on them boys. So, they they tough tough right now. They tough. Them boys tough. So, what's your prediction here for the game on Sunday? Cowboys head up to Foxborough to take on uh, Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Again, they haven't beat Bill Belichick with New England since he's been there. So, I think this is one they want to check off. They're definitely going to want to check this one off. And, you know, at first I thought the weather was going to be inclement, but, uh, you know, looking now, it's looking like it's going to be sunny day, 66 degrees. So we ain't got to worry about that. I think, you know, Kellen Moore and Dak, they go out there, do what they got to do. They're going to they're consistently be efficient out there. And I think uh, the Cowboys, I'm not going to say they run away with this one, but I think they beat them by 10, 31-21, Cowboys over the Patriots. 
that, that twenty if they if they score more than twenty one points, Barry, I'm gonna be pissed. Because let me tell you, that offense is not that good. It's, it's not, not that good. It is definitely not that good. We I just like you said, I just hope we're patient enough. Yeah. And everybody's not just, oh, I gotta go pick it a pick. I gotta get this rookie quarterback to pick him off. I hope they're just patient and wait for that opportunity and, and then jump on it. Yeah, knock him out. Throw that throw that no fury, doubt. that fury knockout punch. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Put him to sleep. Put him to sleep. <laughs> All right, guys. That is former cowboy Barry Church blessing us today, joining the show. Thank you, B, for coming through. I really appreciate it, man. No doubt, man. Thanks for having me on the show. And like always, man, if you need me, just hit me up, brother. Yes, sir. Let's give it up for Barry Church. Yes, indeed. Really enjoy talking to you, man. Hope y'all enjoy that as well. I try to do more things like that, you know. We tried out a few different things this week. Um, we're still getting our footing, right? This is, for most of you, you know, this is our first season doing a to z sports live skywalker in the morning monday through friday so we're we're figuring out our groove man but i hope y'all y'all really enjoyed that i'll try to do you know get some guys on every week if i can if not y'all can check it out on the real with steel podcast if i get them on there uh so what i'll do for those that missed it or can't sit through it i'm gonna take that i'm gonna chop it up and i'll drop it as a video so you guys can just watch that interview in of itself but, um, yeah, man, appreciate Barry coming through. Appreciate him coming through. And uh, just enjoy kind of talking and working with these guys. I do. All right, with that said, we are now back into the Feel Good Friday show. The phone lines are now officially open at uh, 351-999-3787. And it is time for the Fan Friday Mail Bag. Fan Friday Mail Bag. We're going to get into that here in a quick second. But I want to get into the chat to see what you guys are talking about because, you know, y'all part of this show, too. Y'all part of this show, too. Stevie Mac, the my guy, dropped that. 351-999-3787. What's up, JP? Uh, he says, I missed it live. I'm going to run it back now. Yeah, man, you can run it back. You can run it back now. If you don't want to run it back now, you want to just continue to watch the live show. Like I said, I'm going to chop this up. I'm going to drop it as its own video for y'all, man. Uh, Optimal Life says, great job, young man. Great content. Thank you, sir. Uh, I very much appreciate that. I, I put a, a lot of work, <laughs> as you guys know, but I enjoy it. I don't even like to look at it as work, man. It's just a part of the process. And if you can love the process, it'll show in your work. Uh, Scotty says, any morning is a good morning when we go to church. Oh, you got to get up. Hey, man, listen, it ain't Sunday yet, but I figured I'd bring the good word to you on a Friday. On a feel good. Friday, man. Hope you, hopefully you guys are enjoying this, man, as much as I am. I enjoy being here with y'all. Uh, just kind of running through here to see what you guys were talking about. Flow with the... He talked about Darren Woodson, better player than John Lynn. Yeah, come on. Come on, man. There's times I'll, I'll randomly text D- Darren Woodson, like, man, you, you should be... Like, every time it drops every year, I'm like, hopefully you get in this year, man, because you de- you deserve it. Beyond, beyond, beyond deserve it. All right, so 351-999-3787. The phone lines are open for the rest of the show. This is Fan Fan Friday. Fan Friday, Feel Good Friday. The rest of the show is about you guys, um, and we're going to keep it moving. Uh, yeah, Church, is, Yeah, Church. he know he's not a Hall of Famer, but Church was good. I thought he should have been a pro bowler in 2017, for real. Like, I was going to go in a little bit on that 
season for some of the new people here, but I've already done that. We talked about it the first time church came on the late night hype last year. And then earlier this year, I had brought church on. We talked about it a little bit more. I didn't want to keep prodding at him about 2017 because they should have went to the Super Bowl. We all know that. AJ says, Sky, what made you loaf? Now, this isn't the mailbag, but I'll, ask, I'll answer this question. Sky, what made you loaf the Eagles over the rest of the division? So if you don't know AJ, I'm from PA. I'm from the Northeast. I'm from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, which is right. It's, it's the neighbor of Philadelphia. And in PA, the three most popular teams are the Eagles, Cowboys, and Steelers. It, whatever, obviously, Steelers and, and the Eagles were probably number one and two, but Dallas is right there. So growing up, dealing with those fans sucked. Especially, think about it for a second here. I'm not going to tell you all my age. I like, I, like to have it. I like to have a little mystery. But put it this way. I was in school when the Eagles were going to back, to back, to back, to back, to back NFC championships and then went to the Super Bowl. So they were nauseating. And this was a time when the Cowboys sucked. They were nauseating. And then Cowboys start getting good, battling the Eagles. It was back and forth. We got a chance to talk a little bit more smack, but when they won the Super Bowl, I mean, I've always hated them, but when they won the Super Bowl, I lied to you not, guys. I lied to you not. I was hurt. And I know my Eagle fan friends is probably going to clip this out. I was absolutely hurt. I put this respectable little, little Facebook message. This is when I was on Facebook a lot. It was like, you know, shout out to the Eagle fans. I know some of my family, a lot of my family, y'all been, you know, I know y'all crying right now, and I don't blame y'all because that that's, you know. But inside, inside, th- this was me inside. They ask you how you are, you just have to say that you're fine when you're not really fine. But you just can't get into it because they would never understand. Unless you're a Cowboy fan that grew up in Pennsylvania, you, you never understand. You never understand. I'm not the Cowboy fan that likes to talk about five Super Bowls in the past. So to see Philly get a Super Bowl in the present, it was rough, guys. It was rough. Pray for me. (laughs) I'm just messing with y'all. No, I'm not messing with y'all, but (laughs) let's jump into the phone lines, man. Let's do this thing. Uh, 214, what it is, what it do. Anthony Hatch, man. Anthony Hatch, what up, A Hatch? Hey, man, I'm finna lift you up today, man. It's Friday, man. Check it out, man. You know I be talking about turnaround Brown, baby. <laughs> oh, wait, is this D-Town? Yeah, Triple D, you already know. So so you got to say D-Town. Hey. That's how I know it's you. So, so D-Town, yeah. listen, I'm going to let you take the floor because you've been – You've been waving the Anthony Brown flag before the season. Then when week one happened, you ate your crow. And now that he's playing yeah. better, I'm going to let you – I'm going to let you have this one, D-Town. Go ahead, brother. Yeah, 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 because, uh, you know, I'll be on him. You know, I'll be on him. Turn around, Brown. Come on, man. Turn your head around. We need these peaks. Now he's starting to look like come around, Brown. <laughs> a, a real serviceable boo-boo. Anthony Brown. I ain't never want to say that, man. Yeah. And then, on the other end, man, look at the DBs, man. See, like you were saying yesterday, Scott, man, that attitude. It's different. From the vets is a whole different. You know what I'm saying? 
That's their attitude right now. And I love it. Squad. You know what I'm saying? But now, oh yeah, we coming. Yep. So now everybody looking at us now like, hmm, what seed is the Cowboys gonna get? <laughs> but you know, man, I just want to say, man, keep doing your thing, Scott, man. And you know, I'm, I'm gonna be out there again uh, and live. I'm come holler at you, man. Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, I, I, listen. A couple fans that's been down there, they'll tell you when when they come through. We're 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 chilling. We, they chill with us if they can. If they're not going to the game, some fans stick around and watch the game at the Revolver Browse with us. So if you know if you're around, yeah. come through, man. We we always show love and we appreciate y'all showing love. Yeah, last time I came through, man, I just sit back and enjoy you and Jesse, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, appreciate <laughs> you, dog. Yeah, yeah, man. So yeah, keep doing your thing, man. And you know, shit, y'all know we're going to eat on uh, macaroni Jones, and uh, yeah, we're gonna keep it moving, baby. <laughs> My God, my God, appreciate you. All right, my boy. Hey, man. Mac Jones, Dow Jones, Big Mac, Patty Whack, give a dog a bone. Cowboys by mother freaking 20. That's how I'm seeing it. Ah, man, I done slipped up and gave y'all my... All right, just ignore that part. Ignore that part. I'm not supposed to give y'all my, my predictions before Sunday. At least I didn't give a score. <laughs> All right, we're going to get Oscar, and then I'm going to get you, Marcus, after our first question on the mailbag so everybody can join in about that. Um, Oscar, what's going on, man? What's going on, Scott? How you doing today, man? I'm I'm doing wonderful, man. This is a great show today, and I appreciate you guys calling in. Oh, uh, I appreciate you having the show, man, and – all the roses and flowers to you, man. You're doing a great job Thank with you. everything that you're doing, man. I listen to you every day, of course. You know, um, this game is going to be a challenging game. This is the week, I feel, that the Cowboys put everybody on notice. Um, I do think the Cowboys is going to win by 10 points. I think it's going to be like a 27-17 to 17 type game. I think that the Patriots are going to try to do a little bit of what the Chargers did hmm. um, to the Cowboys on defense. Really? And what I mean by that is, yeah, what I mean by that is they're going to um, lessen the amount of possessions that the Cowboys get on offense. Okay. If you look at all the if you look at all the games that we've won or even that we lost, um, particularly with um, Tampa Bay and everybody, we've generally got about ten to twelve possessions on offense a game. Whereas on the Chargers game, we only got seven. Mm, so, so I think they're going to try to – yes. And you're going to see them run the ball more um, than, I guess, any other team that we've probably faced before. And then they're going to do that, try to set up the play action with the short passes and everything, try to matriculate the ball down Articulate the field. Matriculate the ball down the field. Uh, yeah. Here's exactly. the thing, though. Let me ask so, you this. But – let me ask you this, because you're talking yeah. about offensively. The difference, I think, between some of those other teams is that, and I argued, I said this yesterday about the wide receiver group, this this is arguably, <laughs> I talked about it with the Panthers too now, this may arguably be the worst offense the Cowboys have faced uh, talent-wise. Even, even the Panthers had DJ Moore, Roby Anderson that you had to worry about, whereas this team doesn't really have the weapons, right? There's not many weapons, so if here's and this is where I'm getting at. If the Cowboys can get up on them, 
then they can't play keep away that much. Right. Which in that era and that you're you're correct with one little caveat. Sure. That caveat is they're playing in Foxborough. And you know anything yeah. gets thrown out of the window when they're playing um Foxborough. It's tough so, up there, you know. I, I really I just really think that they're going to try their darnest to try to run the ball at us with Damian Harris and with the Stevenson here from Oklahoma. So, and then they're going to try to set that up with the play action pass. Now, granted, their outside receivers, Myers and um, Aguilar and the Kill Harris, aren't the best. They're the worst um, group, group we've faced, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not throwing agree, shots, right? Agree. Like, like, like if, if Bill Belichick was being honest with himself, if Josh McDaniels was being honest with himself, he'll look at the roster of receivers the Cowboys have faced and he'll look at his roster and say, yeah, this is probably the worst set of receivers the Cowboys have dealt with. Right. But you can also kind of play to that and say, well, this is probably one of the middle of the pack best tight ends that they play so That's true. Far. That's true, and, and and we saw week one, the tight ends got us, you know, right? Like like OJ Howard right. and, and Rob Gronkowski got us, um, and it's funny because they they liken Mac Jones' footwork to Tom Brady. The difference is Tom Brady's mind and arm are totally different. But yeah, it's 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 it's, it's definitely can be it can be a competitive game at first, but I just think at some point, man, at some point, that's what's gonna happen. I agree with you. I agree with you. Amen. So, like I said, it's going to probably be about a 10-point game. What so you got the score? It's Friday. I, I let the fans give us a score. What's the score prediction here? I, I, I say 27-17, Cowboys. We like either it. get four touchdowns and a uh, mid extra point or, yeah, or three touchdowns and two field goals. Gotcha. All right, man. Appreciate the call, man. All right, man. Have a great weekend. You too. Have a good weekend, sir. Indeed. Hey, real quick, let's give a shout-out to – Eric the Blue, welcome to the Pro Bowl membership squad. Now let me let me say this real quick for the for the members of the channel. I apologize. I haven't been able to get to a lot of membership things. I gotta get back into that. Um, I'm still learning time management with the with the new situation in my life, but I promise you guys I will get back to doing some member things. Um, I teased it last week. Well, Maybe show you around the new studio because I want you guys to feel a part of it. And uh, we'll do some other cool things, some giveaways, some A to Z giveaways, some personal giveaways. Um, and um, if, you're, if you're a member in the Dallas area, I, I attend certain things that have players involved So with the Cowboys experience. So maybe we can get something going with that um, teaser. In fact, the next event for that, I think Tyler Biotish is going to be there. There's about a few more events with Micah Parsons. Uh, a few more events with Michael Gallup and things like that. So thank you, man. If you are a member, just just being a member to support me and continuing to support the channel and the growth of A to Z, I, I totally I appreciate that a lot. All right. It's about that time for another About That Time. <laughs> it's time. Time. It's time. 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 time for Mel Time. got mail mail time all right guys hold tight on the lines i'm going to get to you in fact i'm going to ask the first question here 
and then I'll get to the mailbag, or I'm sorry, then I'll get back to the phone lines. Uh, let me just fix something right quick over here. Acting funky on me. One minute, hold on. Okay, we're good. All right, so the first question in the mailbag comes from, and if you don't know what this is, guys, I try to do this every once in a while. I'll ask a question on Facebook, Twitter, uh, or well, mostly Facebook. Yeah, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, and I'll pull some questions from uh, each place. And the first question I got is from Facebook. Larry Underwood over on Facebook says, defense is doing great. Is anyone concerned with us being 19th in the red zone on offense? And you guys can also be a part of this as well, answering these questions. If the defense or Zeke gets tired or hurt, won't that make a difference come postseason? I mean, that I mean that numbers showing the offense can't get it done in the red zone, which is a huge deal come postseason. So there's a couple questions in there. Is anyone concerned with the, 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 the offense being 19th in the red zone? First question, no, and I'll give you context to that. If the defense and Zeke gets tired or hurt, won't that make a difference in the postseason? Of course, right? I mean, if the defense gets hurt or tired, that's going to affect any team. But if Zeke gets tired or hurt, I like Tony Pollard. I'm just saying. Uh, but here's the thing. He's saying the numbers are showing that the offense can't get it done. I would disagree. I would, I would actually say the numbers in the offense are showing that they can get it done. And here's the context, because y'all know my motto on this channel, context matters. First of all, let's just talk about the macro part of this. The Cowboys are like second in the league in scoring. So they're scoring the ball at will whenever they really want to. But here's the context. Sandwiched between the first and last game is where the Cowboys were impeccable, immaculate, right, as my guy would say, in the red zone. They were virtually unstoppable. The problem is the first game, they went one for four. And we talked about a couple of those possessions down there were mostly not play calling. It was execution, but the guy didn't say that. He said, period. So, okay, we'll give you the first game. Last week, the Cowboys were two for five in the red zone. But remember, they had that drop fumble where it felt like they were going to score anyway. It wasn't even, it wasn't like they were on the 10. They were on the two yard line or something like that. So they were two for five. Sandwiched between that, they went two for three, four for five, which should have been five for five. Dak scored that touchdown and they didn't call it that. And then three for three. In total, if you just take Weeks two, three, four, and five, the last four games, the Cowboys are 11 for 16 in the red zone for 68%. That is eighth in the NFL. If you count the actual touchdown that they did not give the Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys are 12 for 16 in the red zone, 75%, fifth in the NFL. So, no, Larry, I am not concerned about the red zone offense. In fact, you should be encouraged about the red zone offense because Kellen Moore is dialing it up down there. He truly is. So that's my take on that, guys. Are you concerned about the red zone offense being 19th? Y'all let me know in the chat here. Are you concerned? Primetime says Belichick can load the box. Problem is with the DBs. Now, in regards to this game, Belichick's defense does tighten up in the red zone. But again, I, I say this every week, it seems like. The Eagles tightened up in the red zone. The, the the Panthers were a tightened up red zone defense. And the Cowboys just continued to do what they wanted when they got down there because they're different. Teams have not seen this type of squad. Manny says he's not concerned. James says he's not concerned. 
All right, Marcus. We got you on the phone line, brother. What it is, what it do? What's, what's going on, young sage? Not much, bro. How are you? Man, I'm cooling. Let me take, let me just say a couple things. I know you asked earlier, somebody asked you, uh, why do you loathe the Eagles? Yeah. I can tell you exactly why I loathe the Eagles over any other team <laughs> in the division. When Michael Irvin broke his neck uh. and they carried him out on a gurney, they were throwing beer bottles at him. So I said, F the Eagles from then on. I'm like, that was the most disgusting thing I had ever seen as a football fan. Somebody's career is over. And as he's being carted off, you're throwing beer bottles at him? Yeah. Clowns. Yeah. Absolute clowns. Yeah, they're, they're, Absolute, they're classless. I, 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 have hate, I have hated the Eagles and their fans ever since. I hate the Eagles. I don't have anything for the Giants or the Redskins. Oh, excuse me, the uh, racial slurs, but Washington, the Washington. Eagles, I cannot, I can't, yeah, the Washington uh, characters is a vice called them, but um, that's, I had to get that out, but uh, another thing, when it comes to the score, I say 31-17 Cowboys, and it's going to be a, basically a garbage time touchdown at the end of the game for Mac Jones, so it's, it's going to be like a lot. a lot of yards of passing, and see, that's what I don't understand, like, with these, with these commentators. They like to talk about they're giving up those all these yards, all these passing yards. I'm like, when you're getting your butt kicked in the third quarter and you have to deviate, deviate from your game plan, you're going to do a lot of throwing. That's why Sam Darnold had over 300 yards. That's why yeah. all these teams that we beat, they end up having these 300-yard games because they're throwing, you know, passes and touchdowns in garbage time when the game is already out of reach. So I don't pay attention to – Passing yards given up. That's a that's a formality. Yeah, that's yeah we don't care about yards on this channel. Yards is not the stat defensively yeah, I, I that, I that matters. I don't care. Like if you, if, I, I care about scoring offense, scoring defense, and turnover differential. Those are the top three stats that I care about. And, and my and, team is winning at all those. Right. I'm and good. for me, Marcus, non-statistically, I care about how does this defense perform against the better quarterbacks in the league, right? Because you're Absolutely. going to face those guys in the in the in the postseason, and for for the most part, statistically, defensively, a lot of that has to do with what offense you played, right? And Absolutely. I like to hold my hat on. Look what the Dallas Cowboys did to uh, uh, what's the cast name? Justin Herbert, who was having a phenomenal yeah. year. Herbert had three interceptions in that, that game and could add. Oh four. man, you talking you talking about special? Yeah, special it's good. It's good. Dude, like special. I, I really like I really like just I got nothing bad to say about that guy. But go ahead. No, no, I was just I was just just kind of elaborating on your thought, man. Yeah, but I'll just say this as well. Like when it comes to red zone Jay offense Tuck. and defense, just just think about it like this in a common sense approach. Sure, it's always going to be harder to score in the red zone because it's less area to cover, so it's more bodies and less space, so it's going to be harder to score especially when you're trying to play action pass or bootleg or anything like that. So that red zone, um, that red zone percentage that you talked about, 19th in the league, I don't, don't care about, about that either. Don't worry about because it. Because if you, if you, if you, if you're middle of the pack in the red zone, but you're still averaging almost 35 points a game. <laughs> come, I mean, come on, man. Just use your common sense. Yeah. Look at what you see. That means they're getting big chunk plays and they're scoring on a lot of chunk plays. Right, and, it, right. and it's getting to the point where they're going on so many chunk plays, they're not in the red zone as often because they're running past the red zone into the end zone. That's and, all I care about. And those are some plays that we were struggling with a little bit 
last year to score outside of the red zone. Then when we got in the red zone, we struggled. We were Jekyll and Hyde down there. So this this offense is just right. moving, Marcus. They're just moving. Hey, dog. Dude, what's your, what's your, what's your I, final I, thoughts I, on I, the I, way I, out? I, I, I want you, I, all right. I want you to go ahead and get back to your calls, man. But yep. just drop that how do you want it for me one more time. Just, I, just do I, it. I got you. Because and, that's, all I want to ask, that's all I want to ask Coach Belichick, how you want it. And that's the thing. How do you want to take this? <laughs> I got you, bro. My man B Bird with the donation, and I got the drop for you, Marcus. He says, even in the red zone, it's all about. You know, you know. Boys Nation, man, keep y'all heads up. And also, one more fun fact: I dropped it in the chat. The Patriots are winless at home so far this season. This is wild. Winless. It's wild. So I feel pretty doggone good that we're gonna get this dub. Indeed, indeed. Appreciate you, good brother. Man, have a beautiful, have a beautiful weekend, man. You take care, brother. You have a great weekend, man. We got a couple more uh, super chats up in here. Super chat. Drummer Cam says the five dollar donation. Just because you are coached well doesn't mean you have the talent to beat us. Mm. <clears throat> indeed. Super chat. Another super chat. From John Jones, just dropping five for us. Appreciate you. Shout out to my guy, Jay Tuck, in the building. Cowboys fans only. That's my bro, super fan as well. Um, he, I think you got season tickets. Will you be down here the next home game? Let me know, Tuck. We got a link. I missed you last time. Missed you in the Giants game. Didn't see you. Um, let's get back into the phone. No, what? No, 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 no. We're going to jump back into the mailbag. Ask the second question. And then we'll get back to the phone lines. So C. Schroeder over on Instagram says, what are the odds of Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore leading, landing head coaching jobs next year? What are the odds of Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn landing coaching jobs next year? I think for Kellen Moore, pretty high. I'm just being real, folks. Dan Quinn, I don't think so. I touched on this a little bit. I said, I feel like Dan Quinn is still... He's in his bag of, okay, I was a head coach for five years. We had our ups and downs. It was rough. I, this is what I'm great at. Let me get my feet back up in this. And, again, this defense isn't dominant. They're, they're, they're playing better, but they're, I don't think they're at the point where Dan Quinn is satisfied. So he has a contract. I think he'll fulfill it and then maybe look into being a head coach afterwards. But I think I think Kellen Moore, guys, I feel like we're going to talk about this all year. I don't know what Dallas is going to do. But I feel like teams are going to be calling for him because because that's just what the league does now. They see this hot shot offensive coordinator and they want him, you know, especially when you're winning. So I think it's very high. All right, let's get into 505, what it is, what it do, and then it's 972. 505, you live. Hey, what's going on? What's going on, man? I can help you. What's up? Um, I just wanted to come things like the red zone. I believe we we, we score too much outside of the red zone. So the red zone numbers ain't really a big deal to me. Right. Game in Foxborough. I believe the score is going to be – I just believe Mac Jones don't have the weapons to – Quinn's defense right now. Right, With Trayvon Diggs, my – you're breaking up a little bit, man. Let's get your score prediction, then I got to let you go. 31-14. 31-14 Cowboys. All right, man. Appreciate the call in. Yep. 
It was a little bit rough here, and a little bit rough there. Sorry, brother. Uh, nine seven two. What it is? What it do? Hi, it's Los. What's up, Los? Yeah, what up, man? Uh, just real quick. Um, Tyron Smith' availability is a concern. However, I think Kellen Moore able to adapt his playbook for certain situations. I think he will know that. We won't have time to throw the ball, so he'll try to run on the strong side if he's out and, you know, get our tight ends to block more as well. That's Number a good, two, that's a good Parsons. point. Parsons is about to have some mac and cheese this game because <laughs> he's about to have a field day with Mac. Just go and get the Patriots. However, I do expect him to get targeted just uh. because Belichick is one of those um, coaches that targets rookies. I, I think he's going to see if he's going to take the bait or not. And I don't see Kellen Moore versus Belichick. I do see this as a Dak versus this defense. Uh, we can't afford to uh, turn over the ball. We can't give this Belichick easy points. So I'll leave it with that. But I, I expect our talent will overcome, you know, this defense. Oh, for sure. And maybe second. It might be slow first quarter. So don't, Cowboy Nation, don't, don't be panicking if it's slow. But I think second quarter will put him on. And I think it's going to be 28-14 Cowboys. I like it. I like it. Appreciate you, man. He said, he said Michael Parsons is going to have mac and cheese. I like that one. Super chat. Another super chat from Donald Russell, $5 donation. He says, what's up, Sky and boys fam? First super chat. Man, congratulations on the first super chat. He says, this game is going to highlight how creative Kellen Moore is. 34-13 boys. Um, I think the because he said he doesn't think it's Kellen Moore versus Bill Belichick is going to be more so Dak. I think it's an extension. I think at this point, man, you you can't talk about Dak without Kellen. You can't talk about Kellen without Dak. Those guys are are one. I know I talk about that a lot, but no, seriously, I always I always say that the offensive coordinator quarterback relationship is probably the most important relationship on the team, especially when you got an elite quarterback for this reason. And I look around the league, I don't know that there's another relationship as deep as Dak and Kellen. Some people forget Kellen played with Dak for a few years and then transitioned into being his quarterback coach and then the offensive coordinator and now a potential head coach candidate. This this relationship is tight, and they talk about how they talk all the time, and I think that helps out during the games and in preparation for the games. I think we got our guy, Montana. Montana, that's you? What up, what up, what up? Montana, what's up, man? How you doing? <laughs> Can't call it, man. How you doing this Friday morning? I'm feeling good, man. Real good. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Hey, man. You know, uh, you know me. You know I'm going to talk my stuff, bro. Hey, it's, I, 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 it's Fan I, Friday. Feel me Friday. That. Talk it, bro. I don't, don't want to hear that bull crap. Patriots cannot stop Dallas. But Dallas can stop the Patriots, though. Hmm. I'll give you that. I don't care about no Bill Belichick. Oh, he's great. He's great this. He's great that. Hey, listen, bro. If you've been paying attention to the Patriots, they really haven't been no good-ass team since they went to that Super Bowl. They've been pedestrian. It's not a good team. No, you're right. It's not, okay, it's, it's not, a, it's not a good team. I'll give Belichick his little credit where it's due. But for real, for real, I don't give a damn how great your coach is. You don't got the talent to match up. It doesn't matter. Like my man Rock say, what's your name is, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Yeah, 
Yeah. You, you, it, the only way you have to have a talent, like you have to be like the, the, the Los Angeles Chargers, right? Where the coaching can actually make a difference. But if your talent is so deficient, you'd have to have the greatest game of the season, in my opinion, for Bill Belichick's team to outcoach the Cowboys. Because at some point, the talent's just going to be too good for you to overcome. Um, but we, and think about it in that, in, in that Chargers game, they have the talent to contend with the Cowboys. But what happened? Brandon Staley kind of made a couple coaching gaffes and it cost them at the end of that game. So it ain't too many teams that can combine both of those things. Exactly. But you know, like I said, bro, I ain't trying to hear none of that. I got Dallas winning by 40. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> Yeah, all right, Mark Taylor. I love the energy as always. All right, man. Appreciate you. He said he got he got Dallas by forty. Whew. I like it though. I like it. Hey, before we get on to the next part of the mailbag uh, segment, the next question, I got to I'm gonna keep pushing it. Maybe one or two more times today. It is Friday, which means we're two days away from Game Day Live. And if you don't know what Game Day Live is, just check this out. Where else you want to go? Don't nobody do it like us, bro. Oh, my goodness. We beat the brakes off, y'all. Whoop that trip. Be there or be square, as they say. (laughs) All right, let's jump back into the mailbag. And the third question of the mailbag segment Cheese Borger over on Instagram says, based on the season so far, who was our best free agency addition? I absolutely love this question, and you guys answer it as well. Who is the best free agency acquisition to this team? I think it's a no-brainer here, and it's J-Ron Curse, right? Like, it, it, it has to be J-Ron, right? And let's think about some of the guys that, that we've brought in free agency. Maybe close second could be KZ, but there's KZ, Malik Hooker, uh, J-Ron Curse, uh, Urban. Those are like the main guys the Cowboys brought in. You guys are saying, ooh, RB Nightmare. I like this because technically he's a free agent. Dan Quinn, T-Mac, Dan Quinn. I didn't think of that. Keanu Neal's another one. But I, I think it's J-Ron, right? Like, it's got to be J-Ron. He leads the team in tackles. Uh, he leads the team in tackles for loss. Loss. He's he's very versatile. He's all over the field. He's getting some hurries. I think he's a, an amazing blitzer. And one of the things that I, I think he's helped this defense do is change its attitude. This is J-Ron. Like, he's bringing a swagger back, not him alone, but him combined with the rest of the defensive backs. Trayvon Diggs, KZ, Hooker, they're bringing a the swagger back to this unit, man, that's been missing for a long time. So I got J. Ron Curse. Let me see what you guys got. David C. says the safeties, period. Uh, my, or Stevie Max says Curse even had more snaps than Parsons last week. Yeah, Curse is playing like 90-something percent of snaps since the week one, if I'm not mistaken. Fresh says KZ. Curry says player-wise, JK or KZ. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. KZ's a close second. He may not have all the numbers, but he's made some big plays for Dallas. And I think he's holding down that back end on the roof, as my guy Foots like to say, pretty dang on good. Aaron says all of them. JK and some Dan Quinns. Yeah, I 
I, I'm with it. I'm with it. If it's if it's a coach, it's obviously Dan Quinn. If it's uh, if it's a player, I think it's it's J. Ron Curse. Right? J. Ron Curse. All right, let's get seven oh four in the building. What's up, seven oh four? Hello. Yep, you are live. What's going on? Hey, this is AJ from the comments. How's it going? What's up, AJ? Well, my thing, one of the first things is the Cowboys are absolutely going to blow the Patriots out. I mean, you're talking about 38-13 without mm. breaking a sweat. I love it. That's what but, you get? Oh, go ahead. I about to say, that's oh, what you got? I was about to say, Curse has definitely been a blessing for this defense. The physicality that he brings playing up on the line, breaking some of these screen passes has been better than Jalen Smith or LVE has been able to do. Oh, for sure. I think he's played better than both of those guys, without a doubt, without a doubt. But also, uh, I'm a big believer in people throwing that bad juju out there, man, and we need to start calming down with these these injury what-ifs because look at all these players getting hurt now. Well, what what what's what's one of the what ifs you you got on on your mind? Well, just in general, talking about Dak and what if what if this player goes down? What if this player goes down? Man, we just we don't need to be throwing that bad juju out there. <laughs> oh oh oh, you're okay. So you're saying you okay? You're saying stop throw the bad stop throwing the bad juju out there. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you, man. We'll dress yeah, it. Man, we'll dress it, it if it if it comes. You know, all that talk is for. The pre the preseason is for in the off season, and then if it comes, then you talk about like Tyron Smith, right? And we talked about Tyron Smith being healthy all off season. The first five weeks, we didn't say anything about it until it popped up, right? So now we got to talk about it. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I, I won't say that. I won't say that. But I want to get I want to get some. I want to ask you a question. Sure. Uh, it might be a little off topic from the the Patriots game. Sure. But do you believe what's the percentage that Gallup stays with his team at the end of the year. It's low for me. I I, I would give it a a ten percent chance. Ten percent because it, the ten percent is all maybe his relationship with this team and if he loves Dallas. I'm not sure if he does or he doesn't. He says he wants to be here. They all say that. I get it. It's it's PC stuff. Uh, but I'll give it a ten percent chance because I don't see the Cowboys allocating that much, uh, that many resources to that position. I mean, especially with the rise of Cedric Wilson. I mean, we, we always saw some of the flash, but now that he's actually getting the chance to play more than mm. two, three games, you're yeah. seeing his ability. And you probably can get Cedric cheaper. Now, there's always a team that may be willing to pay Cedric oh, yeah. $7, 8000000 million in, in, in Dallas will say, hey, thanks for your, your contributors, but we're not going to resign you for that much and they'll just draft a receiver. But, yeah, I would look at Ced and say, hey, man, would you mind staying for this amount? If he says no, he's getting an offer elsewhere, then they both can go uh, because it's a position I think you can still draft. Um, it's a third. It's just pretty much going to be your third option at wide receiver. So I don't think you need to break the bank. Yeah, I mean, that's the way I see it. And, I, I mean, from the beginning, I've always been a huge Gallup fan. I mean, just the way he can make some of these plays down the field, especially down the, the sideline, some of the plays he makes is, is just great. Yeah. But – I always feel I feel like if he can't stay, if you know he he can't stay because you can't pay him, then why not go ahead, possibly look around, maybe get in the trade for maybe dude, a, a, a DB dude, that can take dude, dude, that can dude. take. 
that the time for the, the time for that is over. If you wanted to trade Michael Gallup in the offseason, which I didn't want to do anyway, the time to trade him was in the offseason for a Pro Bowl caliber defensive back at that time. Um, it's over. I don't. At this point, you're trying to win a Super Bowl, right? So if you're trying to win a Super Bowl, oh, yeah, absolutely. why take a hit at the talent you have? That's the thing I don't get. If I'm trading for a player, I'm not trading a player. I'm going to trade maybe a pick, you know, day two, day three pick or, or something like that, but a down roster guy, but I'm not trading a stud. I'm just not doing it because you're, you're, you're rolling right now. You have that chemistry and you need them. You're going to need these players. So I personally would not trade Michael Gallup before the trade deadline, even though I know his name's going to pop up. Okay. Okay. Well, I got one more and then I'll let, I'll let everybody else jump on here, but I know some of the people are jumping on. I know you said you're not worried about this garbage yards, but mm-hmm. with this defense still proving that they're new and they're adjusting and they can make these adjustments and, you know, they're week by week they're getting better. But what I'm worried about is facing teams like Kansas City, even though they're not doing good, Las Vegas, Buffalo, you know, going into sure. the championships hopefully, is is big chunk plays. I mean, I know everybody's saying, oh, it's garbage time. But when you got multiple players – two, three um, that can play at the wide receiver spots and the tight ends, that's what I'm worried about. If they could get chunks like that within a few minutes, then I won't worry about a team that could do that constantly Yeah, to be consistently. To be fair, the, the chunk, all the chunk plays are not coming in garbage time. The pass yards may be, but the big, some big plays are happening in those first and second quarters um, of games. And uh, this defense is not – that's why I, always, I laughed at that article the other day, overrated. Well, who's rating them high? Yes, they're getting a lot of turnovers. Oh, yeah. Yes, they're they're obviously better than last year. Yes, there's promise and there's excitement and there's some studs over there. But collectively, they're, a lot of the turnovers are hiding some of the deficiencies. Like, they're better against the run, but they're not great against the run. They've been, they've been gashed. They've been run on. But the problem is teams can't run because you're up on them. Um, there's still question marks, even though AB's playing well over there. There's still some some trust issues. Um if he gets matched up against a really good wide receiver and a quarterback duo. And then the middle of the field is, is the biggest question mark right now. So there, there's questions and there's things they got to improve on. Um, but that's the beauty of it. You're four and one and you're figuring these things out as you're winning. But Hey man, I appreciate the call. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Y'all have a blessed day and y'all have a good one. Thank you, man. All right, here's what we're going to do. Phone lines are lit and packed. So I'm going to give you guys until I'm gonna give you guys, I'm gonna read this next mailbag question, and then I'm going to lock the phone lines up because y'all know me. I like to. I think that's what's different. I like to let y'all get on here and talk. I try to do the dang on, you know, countdown thing sometimes. But I know at me personally, when if I get on a phone call, I want to say what I got to say. But let's let's try to keep it civil, a little, not civil, but let's try to be respectable to the rest of the the chat here in the phone lines. As we get moving. So I'm going to read this question. If you want to call in, call in now. Then I'm going to lock the lines and we're going to wrap it up. But we got a long way till we wrap it up. All right. Next question comes from Ray Bar Rebel over on YouTube. He says, we have to make our run this year because we have signed a lot of one-year contracts and most won't be back next year. Who does Jerry keep next year with a long-term contract? I actually like that question. I think we had it before. Uh, earlier in the season prior to, you know, these guys playing even better. But his question is, who do the Cowboys keep 
who do they sign a long-term con- long-term contract to in the offseason of the one-year guys? I think right now you have to look at safety, right? I don't think they're going to sign Brent Urban long-term. I don't think they're going to sign Carlos Watkins long-term. Now, I didn't think of this one here. Let me go back to read this because I want to make sure I'm following the rules here. We have si- we have signed a lot of one-year contracts. Most won't be back. So, this question, or this answer here, Stevie Max says, is Schultz. And then RB says Gregory. I'm just guessing here because I didn't see him say of the guys on the team. I think he means the free agents that they brought in. If he means the entire team, I mean, there's guys that that supersede those guys. Like, if you want to sign Dalton Schultz, right? Like, he's he would be more uh, probably more of a priority than a J. Ron Curse. If you want to. Michael Gallup, right? Uh, but for me, like, like I can't remember who said it here. Who said it here? Where you at? I'll give you some credit. Somebody said Randy Gregory. RB Nightmare. He said Randy Gregory. I mean, that's number one. But I'm agreeing with a lot of other people in here that I'm seeing. It'd be J. Ron Curse. Man, that's tough. Because, yes, I love the way Curse is playing, but you still got a guy on the roster that can do some of those things. And Donovan Wilson. And what I don't have on this team long term, if they don't decide to attack this position in free agency or, or in free agency or the draft, is I don't got a roof guy. I don't got a free safety. And the way KZ is playing and keeping this team kind of together with things in front of them and playing on the roof, I'm I might say KZ. I might say KZ. And I know Curse is balling right now, but I can't forget what we got sitting on that bench. Oh, he's injured a lot. And Donovan Wilson. So, yeah, I'm going to go KZ. I'm going to go KZ. A lot of you guys are saying curse. Of the non-free agents, you're saying Schultz and Gregory. I mean, I agree with the Gregory 100%. If you guys listen to the roundtable, you know me. And Schultz is ball. I really like, I really love Schultz development. Only way I'm going to sign Schultz is if I'm, if I'm cutting Jarwin to get some money back or I find some money elsewhere because I just don't I don't think you need to pay a lot of money to this position. I, I don't. I think it's a product of the offense. It's not a feature in the offense. But Schultz deserves his bag. And if they can get him for a, Dalton, uh, a Blake Jarwin deal, cool. But if he gets a Hunter Henry deal, see ya. See ya. All right, man. We're going to try to get through these. 210. You are live. What it is, what it do. What up, Sky? What's going on? Jacob, man. Hey, so yesterday, at, I don't know if you noticed, but at the end of the, the comment section, I put there to stay tuned for Jerry to listen to the I Want Me Some Glory whole thing. Ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all, all the diehard fans, of, all the diehard fans of the show know at the very end of the show, we dropped the Jerry. I want me some glory hope. I got you. <laughs> Yeah, nah, man. And just real quick, because I know you have a busy phone line here. Yeah. Um, with Tyron Smith, if he doesn't end up playing on Sunday, I mean, we talked about moving, I guess, Lyle Collins, but he's not, I mean, he's suspended still, obviously. So who would you put there as for this Sunday if he does not go? If Tyron doesn't go this Sunday, uh, whew, I mean, oh, my goodness. It's likely going to be tied in second. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, and you're talking about with Matt Judon on that side? Because we talked about how 
how Bill Belichick likes to find your your weak hole, your weak, uh, you know, and we know Judon's going to be there if that's the case. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I first thought Judon was going to be attack. Well, as it stands, he'll be attacking Terrence Steele. And we love Terrence Steele development, um, but what, he's still learning to be a really good pass protector. He's gotten made way better in that, but we'll see how they handle Matt Judon over there. If they'll give him help like they did with um, Joey Bosa. They they haven't really given him that much help since then because there hasn't been a pass rusher of that caliber, but now he's going to get one. Matt Judon is a really good pass rusher and player. Uh, but if if Tyron's out, yeah, I think they'll flip it. I think they'll go, they'll go over there on – Titan Seki, and they'll just attack, attack, attack. I think they should keep Tyron out. Just saying. Just saying. Yeah. But, all right, guy. Well, I'll let you go, man. My, well, my, real quick, my score prediction for Sunday, I think it's going to be 34-17 Cowboys. I like it. I like it. Appreciate you. Right. Have a good weekend. Uh, some in the chat are saying Brandon Knight. Uh I really don't see a difference in that one either. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess they could go Brandon Knight too. I, I still think that would be the guy I would attack. I've learned in the preseason and last year, Brandon Knight is more of a mauler. He's more of a backyard brawler, alleyway brawler at the tackle position. I personally would rather Brandon Knight being, be my guard, uh, but he has tackle experience. But boy, he really looked rough. In the preseason. In fact, he looked worse than Terrence still. I'm not lying to you. I'm not lying to you. All right. Back to the mailbag. The final mailbag question comes from D Phillips. 227 on YouTube. As the only Cowboys fan in my friend group, regardless of if we win or lose, I always get poked at. Recently, the biggest thing has been this whole Trayvon Diggs and his yards allowed thing. I would just like your thoughts on that stat. Well, well, folks, what what are your thoughts on the Trayvon Diggs yards allowed? You know, I, I what's your what's your thoughts on Trayvon Diggs yards allowed thing? Yes, T Mac. Context matters. I would say this, D Phillips. Tell your friends. Does your buddy does 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 your team your buddy's team? They have a guy that has six interceptions. Hmm? Do they have a guy that has or a team that is four and one? Hmm? Do they have a defense that is leading the league in turnovers? Well, second in the league in turnovers. Hmm? And do they have a defense that does this? Hmm? You let them hate, D. Phillips. Let them hate. And then bring context to him and say, yards allowed, sir. The Cowboys are blowing teams out. What do you think is going to happen? They're going to throw the ball. You're playing with fire, however, if you decide to throw the ball towards this man at this moment. You're playing with fire. So you tell him when they do target him, he's giving up the lowest passer rating when targeted. I believe it's around 42 now, something like that, maybe in the high 30s. You almost have a better chance spiking the ball than throwing to Trayvon Diggs. So if they're picking on you, which how, how you going to pick on me? We four and one. My guy has six picks. 
And he's shutting down dudes for the most part. No, not for the most part. He is. Tell them to kick rocks. Come on, man. Come on. I mean, it's, it's, it's goofy for teams. That's just hate. That's just hate. Shout out to Lamont for the 199 donation. Super chat. He says, what about Josh Ball? Uh, but he's still on IR. So no Josh Ball. My guy, Jay Tuck with the donation. I appreciate you. Super chat. The 999, he says, we have players coming back. Gallimore, Wilson, KJ. Do you keep the continuity on the defense, or do these players get their reps back? And how many more games does Tyler get at center before we switch? Great questions. Um. I think when it comes to continuity on defense, I feel like the back end is a little bit more vital in that way. That communication back there. Up front, I mean, dude, it's see ball, hit ball, go get it. Neville Gallimore definitely needs to be part of the rotation. Me personally, I know he's not a one tech, but man, I, I would love to see them just roll out Neville Gallimore and Osa. I think the problem is this defense, it's not really a problem. The thing is, Guys like Brent Urban, he's doing his job. You might look at the numbers. You might look at the stats and be like, what is Brent doing? He's doing his job. I feel like even more so than ever before, I don't know that Brent has free reign just to make plays. I feel like Brent's sole responsibility and Quinn Bohannon's is to literally take up space to keep your linebackers clean. So I would, I would, I would definitely rotate Gallimore in. I would definitely rotate Wilson in. I can't. Say this enough. We used to call J. Lou the ball guy. Not me, but we as in Cowboys fans. I think Wilson is a ball guy. I think Donovan Wilson finds a way to get his hands on the ball and create turnovers or, or be a part of turnovers. So I get him I get him involved. And then this is the tough one. And it shouldn't be tough, but it's tough. Kelvin Joseph, I I guess you gotta get him out there to see what he can do. And I know a lot of y'all don't trust Anthony Brown, but if Anthony Brown continues to keep playing well, that's all I care about. Maybe look at it, maybe look at Kelvin in the slot. I'm kind of still in a mixed bag with Jordan Lewis. He's again, he's one of those guys. He's not not bad, but he's not really doing anything spectacular, which is not a horrible thing right now because he's not being attacked. But I would maybe look at J, maybe look at Kelvin Joseph, maybe in the slot, maybe get a B in the slot. Some get Kelvin out there to see what you got. Uh, but that's going to be the most trickiest one to me, y'all, because if, if A.B. continues to play well, how do you how do you how do you move on in the middle of the season? So great question, man. And then he talked about Tyler Biotish. He said, how many more games does Tyler get at center before we switch? Uh, I think this game is going to be vital because, the uh, you know, we got the bye week coming up. That's the time you can make that switch. So it could be one game or it can be multiple games after that. But but watch Tyler Biotis very closely this week. If he plays well, I think he buys himself at least another uh, few games. All right, let's get 5-1-2. What it is, what it do. Hey, Scott, how's it going? This is Rico from the ATX again. What's up, Rico? Hey, uh, did you see the 40 burgers I put in the chat? <laughs> I was wondering if we can get some fries with that burger. Is and maybe a milkshake. Shake. Yeah, look at the shake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because like Bart says, we don't drop 40 burgers on them every week. And and uh, I was 
uh, I had a response to all these questions about what we're going to do with all these players and everything. Sure. I just think we asked the coaches, Dan Quinn, what's going to do when these players come back? Whatever he says, I'm good with. Whatever Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy says, I'm good with. I don't even want to mess with point. what they got going on because whatever they seem to be doing seems to be working for me. That's a good point. So, yeah, so I just let the coaches take charge, and I'm going to sit back and enjoy it. Hey, that's a great Other answer. That, we, yeah, yes. Um but yeah, Cowboys Nation, let's go. We gonna be, we're gonna get our first win against the Patriots this year, and uh, man, I hope to make it back up there to Dallas uh, for another game. I'll get in there to the Texas line. We're trying to go last week, but like I said, it was, it was just way. It would have took the show would have been over by the time I got in there. Yeah, so it was crazy so after the game. Yeah, post game is always lit for home games. But um, was it a line? Did you did you go to the front? Was there a line? Man, look. I was trying to find the front, and it was like there was like these two or three entrances. They looked like fronts, and then you had like these um these door guys that were like super passionate about their job. Let me just put it like yeah. that. Did you, you must have came from behind <laughs> behind Texas Live next to Live by Lowe's. Um, I'd recommend trying yeah, to get in that yeah, way if you yeah. can. But yeah. Hey, dog. Yeah, yeah. I, we listen. But yeah, thanks for everything you do. We'll 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 talk to you. Uh, Next week. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Have a good weekend, right. man. Definitely try to come through if you can. Uh, yeah. Let's get 714, then we're going to close out 817. 714, what it is, what it do? Oh, what? Yep, 714, you are live. Oh, hey, how's it going? Um, good, I just man. have a question. I already asked... Um, uh, the guys that are blogging the boys, and I, I got a response from them. So I kind of wanted to just get your feedback on this question. Sure. Um, so this is more of a player management question. So seeing how Amari Cooper isn't really at 100% right now, um, after the bye week when the Cowboys face the Vikings and we are potentially going to get Michael Gallup back, would you rest? Uh, Amari Cooper if he needs to and then just start Michael Gallup, Cedric Wilson, CeeDee Lamb um, uh, just so we can kind of have him, you know, for the long term, you know, in case you know, whatever's bothering him with his hamstring or ribs uh, could, could be like at close to 100%, you know I'll use the word you said you said need, right? Like if we need to right, right? So if you need to, then yeah, you should rest them. But that would be up to Mari Cooper and the training staff. If if they say that you need to rest, then you rest them. Uh, but if if they say now you're good to go and you can manage this, then then you keep rocking. Because one thing about Amari Cooper, we always not we I always say we because a part of the community, but Cowboys Nation, a lot of fans want to boot Amari Cooper off the bridge because they say he's injury prone. My rebuttal to that is. Go find out. Go find me how many games Amari Cooper has missed with the Dallas Cowboys. Not many. So he plays through these things, and if he's going to continue to play at a high level, then you know that's just the game. You know, injuries are a part of the game. You got to learn how to deal with them um, to be an elite player. And to, to me, this is why Amari Cooper is so elite because he can have these injuries and continue to perform at a high level and be the straw that stirs, in my opinion, this passing game. So I would not rest him. Unless 
unless you absolutely need to rest him because his hamstring or whatever is bothering him and he can't perform. Okay. Yeah. Did that answer Makes your question sense. for you? Yep. <laughs> All right, my man. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, no problem. Thank you for calling and being part of the show. Appreciate you. Have a good weekend, right. man. Yeah, man, I, I just think, I think, Coop, I hope people don't try to kick Coop off the bridge next year. I, I really don't because he's, he's that guy. He really is. I truly believe that. Um, Jesse asked, where is Maurice Kennedy? Well, he played a few snaps over the last few weeks. We all know about the snap that he had against the, uh, the Eagles and then the touchdown he gave up against the Panthers. I think his, his, the fanfare on, on, on Kennedy has soured a little bit. I'm not, I'm not off for Kennedy. I think it'd be nice to see him get some of those AB snaps sometimes if AB struggles, but are not nice to see. It would have been interesting to see, but there's no need, right? There's just no need right now for Kennedy uh, because AB's playing well and Jordan Lewis is not killing you. So I, it's weird. If, I feel like the depth at cornerback has been pretty solid. But if you listen to a lot of people that are not Cowboys fans or, or pay attention to the Cowboys, they'll say, well, I was going to do a, a trade target type of thing today. And one of the Bleacher Report wrote an article, everybody outside of Trayvon Diggs is uh, Passing defense has been bad. The cornerbacks have been bad, yada, yada, yada. They're not really looking into the details. They really haven't been bad. It's just when you're up, teams are going to throw a whole lot, a whole lot. So, yeah, I think you're not going to see Kennedy unless there's an injury or, or what have you. All right, 817. Send us out, 817. What it is, what it do. Hey, guys, Drummer Cam. How's it going? What's going on, Drummer? So, I mean, just looking at this matchup, man, I think when you break down the Cowboys' offense versus the defense, um, you can start at the wide receiver level versus their cornerbacks. I don't even think it's close. Even in the zone scheme that they run, where they've got the high-low type positioning that they do, yeah, our, our guys are intelligent enough to find those soft spots in the zone and make their in-route adjustments. In, in you know, Blake That's Jarwin true. That's true. and the DAC connection on top of that, when, when we have to extend plays, like Blake understands and Dak and, and him have that connection. So he'll break off and Dak will roll out and just dump it off to Blake because he's there because they have that, right? They're smart enough to make those adjustments. Right. And then you've got, you know, then you, you, know, then you got Dak, which his, his football IQ has taken, I think, even a, a, a bigger jump this year. And so he's really good about looking off coverage. He's really good at it. When you watch him on film, he's never looking at his target hardly ever initially. He's always looking somewhere else, <clears throat> whether it's through the paces or whatever. And then he just kind of sees that guy that's open like that throw to C.D. Lamb. He's looking left, and then he goes back to C.D. and chunks it uh, against the Giants. He's going to look off these defenders, and he's going to have time to look off his defenders because this O-line is going to be fine against this defensive line. I'm not worried about what they bring. I'm not worried about Biotish. I'm not – or Connor Williams, I think those guys will be fine. Yeah. If they need help, Zeke's going to be there to clean up. I'm not worried about it. And that's just the passing game, right? Zeke and Pollard are going to eat this game. They're going to get to that outside. You're going to see um, – I think you're going to see McGovern uh, on the field probably more um, more than you're used to just to get that outside swing going that we've, we've run so effectively. Um, 
And then you look at the defensive side. Our, our linebackers are going to have real opportunities to pick off the ball. I mean, because Matt Our safeties, too. Yeah, I was about to get to that, too. <laughs> so when you look at – but when you look at what our D-line is going to do and he's going to be forced to get rid of the ball quickly – and because he's such a young quarterback, that's going to have to be in front of him. They're going to have to throw slants. They're going to have yeah. to throw these drags. They're going to have to have these dumps out, dump offs. And so our linebackers going down uh, sideline to sideline, I'm not worried about. The linebackers backing up into coverage, I'm not worried about because it's going to be quick and they're going to be there because they play fast. And and if if Wilson plays, man, I like the combination of Wilson over the top helping AB. Because so yeah, that's what I, I want to monitor today. If Wilson is going to play, because you could do some yeah. real cool big dime, big nickel things with Curse around that box, right? And then Dino yep. up top. Oh my gosh, I love it. you. Get me excited, though. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, if 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 he's back there, man, we got a ball hawk in the back. We got a ball of a hawk on the side and digs. And and AB is is playing well. He's he's. You know, and it's just like anything. Like they're gonna get throws on you. It just happens. Like right. it happens, to Diggs. And and I think part of that is Diggs setting up his game. I think he's that intelligent. I don't think we give him enough credit on how well he sets up QBs. I think it's a whole chess match throughout the entire freaking game. He wants them to throw to him. He wants that because yeah. that's how he gets his opportunities. So like like you said, the yards don't really freaking matter when you're playing from ahead and they have to throw on you. And the, and bad. there is plenty of garbage time yards. So, but but D will if he plays and he's over the top, man, I love it. I freaking love it. Last thing I was gonna say, and I'm not really gonna dig into this, just because it's too early to be even talking about this. But Kellen's not going anywhere, man. Kellen's not going anywhere. Yeah, my my man uh, B Bird talked about messy Mondays, and, and it's just growing louder and louder with with Kellen Moore because of the success, and then you know the John Gruden thing. Um, it, it is a concern. I just don't want to concern myself with it because I like to live in this moment, right? We got Kellen, and yes. he's balling and things exactly. like that. I don't want to think about Kellen being gone. But when I oh. then remove that, take that hat off and then put on, you know, the NFL hat, I realize that's the way of the NFL right now. And we, we've seen it with Jason Garrett got offers. We've seen it with, uh, you know, Sean Payton and a whole bunch of other guys. So, you know, but, yeah, let's worry about that later. <laughs> That's just because teams are terrible, man. And I don't know why you would walk away from something so great right now. But that's, you know, but we got to live right now yep. and think about this right now. Hey, man, great call. Uh, you, you broke it down a lot. Um, call back in and let's talk some X's and O's again, brother. Absolutely. Have a good one, man. You too. Bye. Appreciate the call. That'll do it for the call-in line. So um, we're going to move on to the next part of the show, which is the end of the show. We're going to do two different things today for the end of the show. Since today is Friday, one of the things I like to try to do, because I think the cookout segment, you guys have been loving it. I've been loving it, too. I have a lot of fun with this. And it's the cookout, right? If you don't know what the cookout is, man, you know. It is time for the cookout candidates, ladies and gentlemen. Let me know who your cookout candidates are this week. Now, there's a caveat to these things that a lot of people don't know. So, there's folks that are invited to the cookout. That's cool. But then there's the big boy table, right? There is the big mama table. There is the grown folk table. 
Yeah, when you get the forties, you play spades and dominoes and things like that. Uh, so you know, we can invite a lot of people to the cookout. But what I want to know is who's going to be at your grown folk table. And if you missed uh, Monday's episode, this was who was at the grown folk table this week. Dak Prescott, because you know he came back, had a great game against the Giants. Digs, because I mean, <laughs> yeah, six interceptions in a row is just or, or six interceptions in five games is just ridiculous. Five in a row, games in a row, and then Zeke, Ezekiel Elliott. Again, quietly on pace for a 1,500-yard season. I mean, my goodness. My goodness. So that was the grown folk table last time. Let's take a look at your cookout candidates this week. We got Randy Gregory from Sadika. Stephen White says, Randy gets to eat at the grown folks table. Yeah, I, I haven't put him there this year, and it's not because he hasn't deserved it. I probably should have put him there after that two-sack game, but I think I put Osa up there for him. Uh, A.B., Okay, I like that, Gene. Uh, Fresh says, curse. Benny, Dak attack again. And then Osa from Felipe, overall, all the way from France. Swaggy YT says, Randy, Jack Bynum, Dalton Schultz. Schultz was on, I think he was at the, the, the big boy table twice, the grown folk table twice, if I'm not mistaken. TC915 says, J-Ron curse, Osa de Gizua, and the man, the myth, the legend, Big play tray. <laughs> I kind of like that one. I got only problem is you got big play slay over in Philly. Man, that, dang! If he didn't have that, I would roll with it. I would roll with it, but man, find a different nickname. CD Lamb says Zeus. Mendoza says Osa, Randy, and Curse. Tavis says Block. Who, who's Benny? Who's, What's going on? Hey, Stevie Mac, if you are in here, I'm not sure who the heck Benny is, but apparently there's a problem. Uh, Micah says Stevie Mac. <laughs> TC. This <laughs> is I put Dak as a toothpick. Yeah, man. Like, listen, that's the, he the head of the table. Dak was the head of the table. There's always that one guy I put at the head of the table. That was Dak. But anyway, that is the cookout candidates for me. This week, I'll give you three. I like Randy Gregory this week. Their offensive line is not good. It's not a good offensive line. It's a banged-up offensive line. They'll be getting some guys back. I think Isaiah Wynn is returning, but he hasn't played in a while. And I just think Randy eats. Here's a problem. It may be more so in that pressure category because quick throws. Boom, 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 boom. Quick throws they like to get. They like to attack the middle of the field. They won't go deep too much. Here's my second cookout candidate. And this one might shock you. Or a big grown folk table candidate. LVE. So the previous caller talked about the linebackers making an impact in this game. And and safeties too when they come down in the box to defend the middle of the field and the tight ends. I think LVE is going to get an interception against Mac Jones. I still feel good about Trayvon Diggs extending his streak, but I worry more about that because they don't attack down the field very much at all. And so in order for Trayvon to get it, he's going to have to bite on one of those quick routes, and he has this year, and get one. So I still feel good about it, but I feel a little bit better about LVE getting a pick. It's been a while since he got one. So I got LVE, Wolf Hunter time. One time for the one time. Let me get one for him. One time for the one time. Let's see if we can get some Wolf Hunter. And then my final cookout candidate 
I'm going to go with Kellen Moore. And here's why. We talked about the check marks yesterday, checking off the boxes against certain coaches, certain players, and things like that. There's going to be a check mark game, I feel like, at certain parts of the season. Obviously, week ones and two were check mark games to me. Um, I think the Panthers game was a check mark game because they came in with the Vaughn defense. Yada, yada, yada. Check mark game. I think the Patriots is a check mark game because of Bill Belichick and it, no pun intended. It'll be a Kellen Moore out coaching Bill. I feel like he's going to get him on some things and it'll be a beautiful thing to see. So I got Kellen Moore at the cookout table. And then later on, we'll get to some more check mark games, right? The Cardinals, got the Chiefs, all right? The first Washington game just because. Smack him. So those are my guys. Flo says that was my first pick. Yeah. All right, guys, this was a fun show today. I hope you enjoyed uh, the Barry Church interview. If you missed it, again, I'm going to clip that out. And, in fact, it's already clipped out, but I'll drop it uh, as a video maybe later on today uh, across all social media platforms. Well, I should say this, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And, uh, again, if you are in the area or if you're not in the area and you just happen to want to watch Cowboys pregame, halftime, and postgame shows, Make us a part of it. Me and, and Jesse Holly are having a blast with Cowboys Nation for these game for these game day lives. And uh, here's a few clips from the game day lives. Where else you want to go? Don't nobody do it like us, bro. Oh my goodness! We beat the brakes off y'all. What that trip? I'm telling you, man. I'm, t- I'm telling you. I'm not just talking out my butt here, guys. Be a part of it. Be a part of the game day experience, man. Be a part of it. All right, man. That is Fan Friday. Feel Good Friday. And this is how we exit Feel Good Friday. Let me know in the chat what has you feeling good moving forward here on the weekend. Heading into Friday, Saturday, Friday afternoon, Saturday, Sunday, game day. What has you feeling good? Me, what has me feeling good is today I like to binge watch. I'm a Netflix binge watcher, you know, Hulu. I, I actually watch some older shows that I, I love. Right now, I'm back in my 24 bag. I love me some Jack Bauer. But today, you, season three drops, and that got me feeling good. I might mess around and finish that thing tonight. So that's my Feel Good Friday. I, I, I got another binge-worthy show coming out. If you haven't checked out you, make sure y'all check out you. That thing is pretty good. It's, pretty, it's creepy, but it's good. It's good. B. Bird said he's feeling good about good weather in New England. That means that Dallas should definitely make it a track meet, right? Um, TC95. This is, I love this one. I'm alive, I'm healthy, and I got my wife and kids. That's why I feel good. Absolutely. Absolutely. I tell you this, we all go through a lot of things, but if you're here right now, uh, just be thankful we woke up and we're here and we're able to continue to provide for our friends or families um, as, as we do this thing called life. Do this thing called life. Manny says, man, perfect weather up there, no excuse. My unborn baby boy is on track and healthy as of today, says T-Mac. Hey, hey, 
Hey, let me clap it up for you real quick, T-Mac. Congratulations on the newborn coming in to the world. Hopefully the future Cowboy fan. Let's clap it up for T-Mac. Let's clap it up. B-Bird says, man, my wife was wondering when you was going to come out. Uh, when you was going to come out. Yeah, it's today. It's today. So make, t- tell wifey, go check that out on Netflix. B-Bird, it's good. It's good. Um, Nick Rich, feeling good about my Cowboys. Of course. Of course. Oh, not that one. Not that. That's not the one we want. That's the one we want. Hey, T-Max said he already got the onesies for him. That's right. You're doing it right, man. You're doing it right. Uh, Dwayne, Dwayne Wright, knowing Cowboys have a good chance of winning against Belichick, let's go Cowboys. Indeed. I'm feeling good when God wakes me up, says Sadiqa. Indeed. Feel good Friday. Stephen White says, making Indian food for the first time today. I'm 52 and I feel good. My lady just had some Indian food yesterday. I'm not an Indian food type of guy, but maybe I got to expand my palate. I'm in Dallas now, in Texas. I'm in Texas. All right, guys. That's going to do it for today's show. I had a blast. Make sure y'all run it back if you haven't. I'm going to upload the audio on all the streaming, all the podcasting platforms. So check that out. I do think we're finally on Apple Podcasts. I don't know why it wasn't, but we're finally there. We're finally there. All right, man. We out this thing. Enjoy your weekend. I appreciate you, Cowboys Nation. Thank you for all the donations. Thank you for all the calls, subscribing, liking, sharing. Continue to do that. Continue to support. Y'all enjoy your weekend. It's Feel Good Friday. Cowboys Pats on Sunday. You know what we're going to do. Run, hit, talk. Yeah, boy. Y'all want me to drop the Tupac one time? See, that ain't right. I usually go out with this one, but I'll go out with this one right here. I'll go out with this one. <laughs> I'll see y'all on Sunday. I want me some glory hope.